Welcome to another fireworks jam-packed explosion of an episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance, episode number 71. I am your host, Joey. Able to leap a device, a dice tower in a single bound, it's super, super. What is this? Josh, I, this doesn't even make sense. And it repeats. Well, I'm Joey Dees. I'm your host. Next to me is Josh. I didn't like that. I think that's one for us. I, uh, you screwed that up. I, I screwed up. I see two I lines. Like none of us are well, winners here. I see two lines. You said device when it was dice long I, before Super Super. Yeah. Ah, minus one. <laughs> minus one. Yes. Uh, of course. Josh Utley from the Omega Gamers is here. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm screwing up your line. That's what it's doing. Apparently it's always fun. My nemesis, BJ's nemesis, everyone's nemesis, Sean Eberson of Thing 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. And the only sane person in the room, Vicky B. Hi. Hey, how's it going, Josh? Yes, sir. The lovely people, the Geek Nationals, need to get a hold of us so they can tell us about their board gaming experiences. Yes, they do. They can go to bjgeeknation.com. They'll get all the podcast blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More. They can also check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes, where, you know, five stars. Yes, iTunes? I love stars. Ice uh, tunes. yes. It's, it's um, much cooler. It's vanilla. Ah, mm. <laughs> it's the greatest of Coke flavors. Vanilla Coke. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Anyways, uh, guys, we're coming back from a long weekend. It was the 4th of July. Yeah. So long for Most- reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I hear you have a bit of an epic story that doesn't involve dice. It doesn't involve dice. It involves in the uh, the middle of the night losing your keys at a marina. Oh. And waiting. <laughs> and waiting. Forever. All right, Dane Cook, how'd that go? <laughs> I think I'm still there. Still waiting, huh? <laughs> I might be back soon. I'll let you know. You lost not only one, but two keys this week. See, I wasn't going to tell that part. <laughs> no, I mean, you have to. I was at another gaming event last night, and I was like, I'm going to get out of here so we can record early and be fresh and not tired. And All right, let's load up. Where's the keys? I don't know. My daughter took them home earlier that night. Daughter? <laughs> Damn it, daughter! And my wife had just gotten back home and was about ready to go relax. And I said, hey, babe, guess what? And she said, ah! <laughs> that sounds just like her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the answer of, don't you know, bother me right now. Nothing can be more important than what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, take an Uber. Yep. <clears throat> ah, uh, Uber. Thank you for solving my problems. Keys are Hashtag not my Hashtag not friend. sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that sounds terrible. The best part about losing your keys is that they're always the first place you look for them, which is in the ignition in the locked car. Same. <laughs> I wish, I wish that were the case. Or sometimes they're in your front door. That's right. Wow. I have found them there before, yes. yes. Or oh, they're in your cat's mouth, and you're like, cat? We talked about this. <laughs> I need cat's my keys. Mouth. And it's weird, because I don't even own a cat. Right? It's, just, it's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Whose cat is this, and where are my keys? Uh, well, the 4th of July did come with the long weekend more time for board gaming and you did talk a little bit Josh about your board gaming but guys I assume that you all spent the entire weekend nestled in a nice little corner of some sort of room with some sort of dice well uh, actually we got to uh, a video dropped late last night Ooh. and uh, it's Ooh. the uh, the the results for the Dice Tower Awards what I dice? love awards so you're talking about the 2018 winners of the Dice Tower Awards? I am talking about that. And and we'll discuss 4th of July stuff in a little bit because this is breaking news. Breaking yeah. news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it came in late last night. The, the awards were last week, um, but 
finally they got posted so you can check out the full video on youtube just search for dice tower uh, and i'll probably do a blog as well yeah there's a there's a lot here where do where do you guys want to start Let's start at the bottom, because the bottom is always the best place to give a good grounding. <laughs> okay. Well, we got best new designer. Hmm. And the winner was Wolfgang Warsh. He did Quacks of Quedlinburn, The Mind, and Gonshan Clever. And, and The Mind is that one that won a bunch of awards this yes. last year as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, remind us again what that game is. An activity, not a game. Yeah. Oh, it's the number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, uh, no, I know. No, I know it was the, the weird one. The mind is you get cards, one to a hundred, you get a group of people, you pass out some cards, and you have to simply play the cards from lowest to highest. Right? Sounds mm-hmm. easy, right? Similar to what we're reading this list in. Yeah. Hooray! Uh, no talking allowed. I like talking, though. No, we like talking. <laughs> that you, you four people have to play your cards one to a hundred. No talking. Yeah, this is one of those games that That's I would love to play for mind. five minutes until I realize that I can't shut up for that long. <laughs> it doesn't matter how long the game is; it could be ten minutes. Five minutes is my maximum. I actually, we played a game recently where you have to shut up, but we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> and it was funny. My reaction when I found out it was a quiet game and BJ was playing, I said a naughty word. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> BJ he, doesn't shut up either. He doesn't like to shut up. No. All right. Uh, what's the next game or next uh, award? Well, best two-player game, and this one may be a surprise to no one. Keyforge, Call of the Archons. And that's incredible because I played the original Keyforge way back, and I was like, "All right, this game's got some potential," but there were little holes. But I mean, I feel like all I hear is better and better things about these games. Well, the fact that every deck is different. Yeah. Everyone. Billions of combination possibilities. Is this something like a like a Magic the Gathering type of like game where because it is a two player, you kinda build your own deck and then you just kinda play one on one? Except for the part you don't build your own deck. Okay. You, you buy these decks and they're set. Gotcha. But each deck has three factions and on your turn you pick a faction to play and you can only play the things that reference that faction that gotcha. turn. But then you switch as you go. But the unique thing is uh they're the the decks are computer generated, mm-hmm. so every deck is unique. You Ooh. can't even trade cards and decks because the decks are all registered, too. Oh, that's fancy. So you want a new deck? You just buy a new deck. That makes sense on why it won best two-player game. How many decks do you guys own? <laughs> I've I only have, got two. I have one. It, it's not really the kind of game that you have to, like, I have to go collect them all because you literally can't. So <laughs> yeah, it's just fair. like you... you Buy some things, and if you happen to like them, you just stick with those. So it really kind of it breaks that thing that makes CCGs really a pain in the butt. But there is a way to possibly get two decks for the price of one. Ooh, be have to buy a lot of decks. <laughs> if you find a deck with inappropriate word or word combinations, uh, Fantasy Flight will send you two decks as a replacement. Oh, mm. but that's oh. a really rare occasion to get that. That's, that's a collector's gamble right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and let's face it, collectors aren't getting rid of their inappropriate decks. Oh, no, no. they actually want those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's next on the list? Uh, best game from a small publisher, Root. This also won a bunch of awards. I am Root. Re- remember that name. Yeah. We're going to hear it again. <laughs> a <laughs> lot. Why it's is a, this game so good? 
Uh, it plays completely asymmetrically, but yeah, uh, Sean? yeah, it's based on the coin system Counterinsurgency, uh, which is a war ba- war game based system, and uh, they have these super cute forest animals that are all uh, kind of warring against each other. Uh, there's a cat faction that is sort of controlling everything. There's birds that are trying to reclaim what they used to have. Uh, everyone plays completely different. Uh, and that how they interact with each other is really fascinating, and it's a really fun game. Oh, whoa! It's, it, yeah, the art style is not what I was expecting. It's almost old school in a way, like almost fairy tale ish yeah. kind of Alice in Wonderland kind of a thing. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a unique look, uh, which is kind of a hallmark of later games, and uh, that really a super asymmetric uh, gameplay. It looks like pretty uh, intense too. I mean, I want to say there's a lot of depth here. It's, oh yeah, uh, it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> it, looks like, it looks like a more cartoony version. Have you guys ever seen like the Mouse Guard comics? Yes, yes. looks like a more cartoony version of that. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Next up, best expansion, Scythe, The Rise of Fenris. Now, this was a unique expansion because Scythe is not a legacy game. It's essentially area control, worker placement. Gotcha. Uh, action selection. And great game, super great game. Every expansion's been nice, but this expansion in and of itself was a legacy expansion. So you make some changes to the game. And it also plays in a campaign. So it adds a, like, I think eight game, I could be wrong on that, uh, expansion to your game of Scythe. And then when you're done, you can play with it as you did normally, just with some new uh, tweaks. Have you guys ever played an eight-player game of Scythe before? I've played, or not eight-player, I'm sorry, eight games. But I oh. played wow. a seven-player game of Scythe, and yeah, that's fun. I like it. Yeah? <laughs> I haven't gotten to play Scythe yet. We had a little bit of a board gaming excursion we'll talk about later, but uh, I there. My God, guys, how do you keep track of all these games? <laughs> I, I w- spent a weekend just uh, brainstorming because my friend's trying to develop a board game, actually, that he recently just told me about. And I, I'm, like, thinking about all these things. I'm like, oh, my God, there are so many X's. What are you going to do about the meeples? What are you going to do about your expansions? Do you like squares or hexagons? I don't know how you guys do it. It's crazy. It's board gaming. <laughs> we like hexagons. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. straight. And meeples. Yep. And meeples. Uh, best reprint, Fireball Island from Restoration Games. This sounds like my kind of game. This was a game you probably played in the 80s. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't because uh, I was only alive for like three, four months in the 80s. No one's talking to the children. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Restoration Games, uh, that's what they do. They get the licenses to old classic games that you can remember. And, well, most of us. And then uh, they reprint it, but they up it. They they up the quality. They add the mechanics in to make it more modern. Um, the Suzanne Sheldon's part of this. Um, Rob Davio. Rob Davio, the, the the guy who created the legacy mechanic. So that's what they do at Restoration Games. And Fireball Island uh, turned out really great and awesome. very nostalgia. Have you taken a look at this? Well, yeah, I'm we 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 got to play uh, exclusively. And I own a copy. <laughs> oh, it looks, it's incredible. This is, okay, no offense, but you know, I played a lot of Monopoly when I was a kid. A lot of Candyland, you know, Candyland a pretty cool board. This might be the coolest board I've seen for like this kind of a game. There's a huge like tiki skull thing in the middle that spits fireballs and it looks like a, kind of a meeting of Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider. Oh, definitely. Because you drop the marbles in the dude and they roll out and roll around and knock people over. Oh, that's awesome. And it's like a pinball like machine except from the top, bottom, you know, you don't actually have to do anything fancy with it. It that. is pretty fun though to look at 
an, an older game and like especially if you're used to the newer version and then just go back and look at all the the differences because I went to a garage sale because my grandma's in town so we hit up all the garage sales and one guy was selling a bunch of older video games a lot of risk in those types of video games board games um, like the old school mm. and then I saw they had cosmic encounters Ooh, oh, nice. old school ones and like I know we get you're used to your little ships you have to like these little teeny tiny tokens and your tiny little planets <laughs> oh, wow. I was like oh my god I almost bought it but I was like I really oh, don't need it oh you shouldn't have bought that you should have I should have but just to frame it <laughs> right? it is crazy to think about how like how far the board game industry has come but mm-hmm. I mean there's a helicopter in this game uh, I like helicopters there's because a pirate they crash <laughs> oh, there's a pirate ship oh, there oh is. it's got like a cannon thing and it works the cannon fires what? It really fires? Yeah. <laughs> ah, see, you know, man, this is why board games are awesome. That explains how much, why it costs 75 bucks on their website, but, I mean, I feel like it's worth the price. It is. I think if any any child saw this game displayed, 100%, this is the one they would go to first. Yeah. Well, you just seven and up, it says, so <laughs> don't swallow the marbles. If anybody, not Vicky, remembers Dark Tower from uh, the 80s, uh, the game you played with um, an audio component to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Restoration Games is working on Fireball Island Ooh. with... Um, you mean Dark I, Tower? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> They've done that. <laughs> uh, I believe Isaac Childress is working on him, helping yes. him out. And he, he did one. Gloomhaven. Oh, wow. So then be on the lookout for the next Dark Tower. Speaking of which, I did not realize how much you can play Gloomhaven. Uh, some of my friends have played a lot of that game. <laughs> I don't think it ends. <laughs> it doesn't. But I think they said 400 hours. <laughs> there's an insane amount of gameplay in that game. And there's an expansion out, so... Jeez. Uh, most innovative Chronicles of Crime. I have Rhyme. not played this. I've got a copy. We need to. We need to. Yeah, it, all these murder mystery, crime solving, real world element games. Uh, they're very interesting. I don't know enough about this one. Uh, this one is actually by Lucky Duck Games. Um, it there's two big detective games that came out. There was one by Portal and this one by Lucky Duck. And this one's a little is the more accessible one that you can play a game of it within an hour. And essentially what you're doing is you're using um, your iPhone as a piece in the game. And it lets you look at a crime scene. And one person is looking at it and they're just relating information that they see uh, to the other players. And there's other things that are on the board that you're also like able to get clues on as well. Um, but really the phone is a key component uh, to the game. Oh, nice. it's kind of like a, uh, the goggles almost create like a VR where it just shows you something. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Cool, actually. I Wow. Oh, and they have the little, uh, what do you call those little watermark kind of things in the bottom right? Uh, oh, the, the geotags. Yes, the tags so yeah. that you can see the specific things on certain cars and that kind of a thing. Yep. Oh, man, this is a cool idea. I would never have thought of like combining that, that technology to then create a crime scene yeah. so that you can keep kind of like almost like an updated clue where instead of having to like just look in the envelope and be like, ah, I'm wrong or whatever, <laughs> it's more of a, there's more, uh, more uh, depth to it, more evidence to search for. And there's a time element too. So when you're looking around at the crime scene, you have to really kind of be quick about it because you're, you're losing valuable time on this investigation that you're on. Oh man, this one seems like fun. Oh, I kind of want to play this game. <laughs> well, Joey over. Yeah, exactly. I'm we have here. a... The list of games Joey wants to play is growing, and I love it. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. And the problem is it takes so long, and I enjoy them. Like we, I, But, oh my gosh, seven hours. Is I can only get two-ish, maybe, you, games you, in? You, you'll commit soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye oh, to some no, family. But, 20 well, years later, know, but, it's just me <laughs> in an insane asylum surrounded by board games. But I still have more to play. <laughs> I just heard you say a place to play board games and somebody feeding me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'll take it. I'm in. 
Could be All a nursing right, home. Uh, Who knows? <laughs> next up, best artwork, Everdale. And I couldn't agree more. I love Everdale. Yeah. It's it's the worker placement game you need. It's an essential. Is it th- the one that has Archie and Veronica and Betty? Uh, no, that's Riverdale. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Coming soon from no one. <laughs> Uh, Everdale is a great worker placement game because you start out with only a couple workers, but you get more as you go. And there is this beautiful tree that you just put on the board. It's not really necessary, but it looks cool. But the artwork (laughs) is uh, anthropomorphic animals, and the complexity of the game grows from start to finish. I mean, the first round you're doing, oh, I did a thing, I got a thing, yay. But by the end, you're like, I'm going to get this, to get this, to do this, to do this card, activate this, to do this. So, so now I can do this, and then I can place this. And the super unique thing about Everdell is rounds are not typical, like, okay, we're all done with this round. Let's move on. Get back your workers. Now, when you need your workers back, your round ends, and you take yours back. But if, Joey, if you had a few workers left, now I just open up spaces for you. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it kind of is uh, like almost uh, I can hold the the spot if I want to to deny you. But also if I want to move my guy, I kind of have to end my turn. Yep. Kind of eventually thing. You, and eventually you run out of workers and you run out of cards to do stuff. So you kind of have to. And if there's one thing I like doing in card-based games, it's doing everything. Yes. <laughs> this one really lets you. Yeah, there's some interesting combos you can pull off in the game. And you're right. The tree does look great. And I mean, it's like uh, it's mostly a card game. Game, well, worker placement based on the cards, obviously. Yes. But, like, yeah, I can tell the, the it's very green. Very There's a river, there's a tree, and there's probably a whole lot of uh, complexity to how many cards you can get in a turn. I can't. I mean, what are the little, uh, the, I see a little, like, uh, purple. Oh, those nipples. are the berries. Oh, berries. You need berries to feed your animals. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, because if you don't feed the bear, it's berries. Yeah. <laughs> you get bared. Yeah, angry bear. And there are badgers and wolverines. In the <gasps> game, so badgers? Anyway. Uh, next uh, best party game, and I wholeheartedly agree, and I think everyone will, Just One. Yeah. Yeah. We had some fun Just One in the other day. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing with the folks from Flying Frog, and I told the story from Origins. While there, a bunch of uh, uh, media content creators played a, I think, 12-player game of Just mm-hmm. One, and the word was garlic. And all the other players picked clove or cloves. So all the words were eliminated, and the person had to guess based on nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jeez. But See, while we were playing, somebody got garlic. I, I couldn't <laughs> help but laugh. <laughs> I feel and two like, people chose clothes. Yeah. Like, oh, like what, like I feel like you'd say, like, Italian or, you know, pasta. Vampire. Vampire. Yeah, yeah it was. Roasted. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, it had to Bread. happen eventually. Who knew it would happen on such an easy word? Right, we pulled a really great joke on BJ because he was in that game as oh, well, yeah. and he left the room to use the facilities, if you will. And uh, the word that he had to guess was rock, uh, and so we decided that we were going to uh, pull a fast one, and everybody wrote down a key word on their board. Uh, what did they write down? Uh, we put it in order, and it was BJ and Migs in the morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. He came back and like. He just kind of stood there, just in shock, like, how did this happen in this order, in this way? What? How could this have happened? <laughs> it only took him about three seconds to yell, shenanigans! <laughs> shenanigans! But it is a fun game, whether you are a newbie gamer or you're, you know, more seasoned veteran in the gaming world, but you're trying to just do a fun party game or introduce your friends to games, it's a really good one. Yeah, definitely uh, an essential. 
Yeah, between every uh, epic game of Twilight Imperium, I feel like you need a lighthearted game. Or even maybe between each round. Or even just like a starting <laughs> game. Like you just, people are arriving, you can add people to the game, people can leave. It's it's pretty awesome. I think uh, while BJ's negotiating with anybody, everybody else can be playing just one. I completely <laughs> agree after my Game of Thrones experience. Get in five or six rounds. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, best production, Rising Sun. And yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, all the yes. I love Rising Sun. I need more Rising Sun in my life. Uh, Joey, you'll want to play this. Hooray! Um, not with your dad. It's heavy negotiation. No. You negotiate no. everything in this game. Yep. Mm, I agree with you. Every page of the rule book for every mechanic also has a little blurb on how you negotiate this. Good. Because <laughs> let me tell you. I mean, I've tried negotiating with people before. Doesn't work out too well for me most of the time. It usually goes along with that. Well, if I help you, you help me. It'll be great. It doesn't have to be an equal trade. And they look at me and go, it's got to be an equal trade. One for one resources. <laughs> that's the, not how the game's going. No! The good thing in Rising Sun is you do, there's a tea party phase, and you do pair up, and you have your yin-yang symbols. Each player color is a, uh, a half of the yin-yang. So when you make an alliance, we, we pair those. Oh, I like that. So it makes the symbol. Uh, and But their betrayal can actually be an advantage mechanic for both of you. Because when you pick off these Mahjong tiles, which are awesome if you got the better tiles, uh, I could say, hey, Joey, man, I, I'm going to play this this turn. I need to because this reasons. And you could be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Oh, so, so. you can kind of uh, set your guys' turns up together so that it doesn't just destroy one player. Right, but one of the things you can do is betray. Oh, yeah, all right. So, and you break <laughs> your, your alliance. But it's got a really clever hidden battling system using money and auctioning type uh, things. And then the minis. It's cool mini or not, and or not does not apply. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at these. They're crazy. I mean, you've got one, you got like the fat ogre troll, the red fat ogre troll, and he looks great. He's like a shaman. <laughs> you've got a, a, what looks like almost like a phoenix. You have a, you have a panda with a giant club, a giant, like, I guess Godzilla like monster. Oh, yeah. 99% of those monsters are from Japanese lore or mythology. Ooh, can you name them? No. Neither can I. <laughs> there is one that's completely false and made up. Oh, is it the panda with the giant club? No, it's the monkey. <gasps> what? I've so, seen a bunch of Disney movies, and there's a lot of monkeys in them. <laughs> this was a production error, a, re a research fail that they kept in because it was funny. Um, so the monkey god was somebody in their playing group just sort of got that nickname. The and, monkey god? And, and, and it was kind of funny yeah. for that group. Well, somebody updated on Wikipedia, <laughs> and when the researchers had, had come on were were setting up the game... They just sort of added it in. <laughs> Why not? Wikipedia is always right. And they did some art. So this random guy's fictional thing is part of a game. Oh, my God. That's Forever. awesome. <laughs> I kind of want someone to update. Like, we make a Wikipedia page for ours and update BJ's character. And it just come, becomes this, like, crazy animal thing that made, gets made into a board game piece for him at some point. Yeah. It's the Gorgon <laughs> bear well, tiger. <laughs> he's already got his card that some one of our listeners did. The whiner for Cosmic Encounter. Hooray! Somebody superimposed BJ's face mm -hmm. onto that. that was <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> uh, next up is Best Strategy Game, which Sean will tell you the name of. <laughs> <laughs> That's Teotihuacan. See, he did it! City of Gods. That was too easy. How do I screw up a simple name intro and well, Sean gets to crush these names? <laughs> hold on, you just heard it. Okay, say it. Best Strategy Game. Teotihuacan. 
<laughs> Close. How was I? <laughs> Better than I could do. <laughs> I think it was just believable enough. I'm trying to say, like, say it, but I know I'm going to say it wrong and make all my ancestors very furious. <laughs> City of Gods. I did it. Look. La Ciudad de los Dioses. Yeah, that's Ooh. a really, really heavy uh, Euro-style game. Um, it's got a Mahjong-style uh board placement uh, there's tons of stuff going on super crunchy super heavy but uh, p- for people that really like those mind melting uh heavy euro games this was one that everybody was talking about Ooh, that's crazy it's wow it kind of reminds me of like a pyramid almost it's very involved like i'm looking at all the game pieces you're right it's Yes. <laughs> They're all, you know how you can tell a game has a lot of complexity? When every tiny tile has a symbol on it. Yes. And you're like, these symbols don't look the same. Uh, guys? <laughs> Sounds like the best game. <laughs> Do you have a key? I need a key. Wow. Uh, hey. Next up, best cooperative game, Chronicles of Crime, winning again. Wow. Nice. I kind of, okay, so you have this, you said, Sean? I do. <laughs> <laughs> next, best theming. Detective, a modern crime board game. Uh, yeah, this is like Sean was saying. It's like Chronicles of Crime, but it's more chunky. It's one person needs a laptop. They're going to real-time, real-world websites trying to solve this mystery that has different ways to solve, I believe. I think you yeah. there's like different outcomes you can get or different paths to that outcome. Yeah, it's by uh, Portal Games, and this is this is more of an event-style game, so you're going to be playing this for quite a while, like four-hour gameplay, um, over many different sessions, right? Because you're going through this whole story, and they're really big on that whole story aspect of it. And yeah, everybody's got a key component where you're going to be, you need to take notes, uh, you know, you need to be able to track stuff to feel like you're in this investigation. Everybody has a key component to it. Oh, I see. And they kind of mark it by days and then even by hours within the day. Yeah, because yeah. you could go to a place and like, okay, we need to go and, and talk to this player over, or this character over here. And you go through some cards and they give you information, but it may not be helpful. It could be a red herring. And you just wasted time talking to this character and like, well, crap, you know, we, we're losing time and trying to find this, this guy that did this murder. Is it cooperative? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a really cool idea. God, I would never have guessed that in 2019. Well, maybe I could have. No, probably not. That <laughs> you would have a laptop, a literal, something that doesn't even come with the board game itself that helps drive your story so much. <laughs> but it makes sense because you can put as much stuff as you want up on your website if you build a board game oh, with a website not, attached. not just their website or their network. It uses real websites. Like yeah. Pre-existing stuff. What? Oh, man. So the level of research and thought that goes into these scenarios is, I can't even imagine. And so you said multiple sessions and multiple hours. So this is like 12 to 20 probably. Yeah, there's an overarching story that you're working on. So it's multiple things you're uncovering and discovering. Oh, I can see that being really cool. Well, last up, drum roll. Oh, hold on. Game of the year for 2018 goes to Roots by Leader Games. I'm still Groot. (laughs) I am Root. There were some really good uh, nominees here. Uh, Teotihuacan, Chronicles of Crime, Underwater Cities, Brass Birmingham. Yeah. Pretty much every other game that has right. either been nominated or won. Western Legends. I love that game. Everdell, The Mind, Architects of the West Kingdom. Yeah. Does this fit with your guys' game? Rising Sun. Rising Sun. Would yeah. this have been game of the year for you? For me, I would probably lean Rising Sun. Okay. Okay. 
but I know a lot of people love Root, and it's won all the awards. So pretty much of I, every I award, can't, I can't do you anything. Can get. But say I'm wrong. <laughs> you don't have to be wrong. It's your opinion, which is wrong. But I still know. <laughs> I, that's the kind of cool I thing. accept it. That's mm-hmm. quite the cool thing about board games is like there are just so many varieties that you kind of like get your own, but you also have the the appreciation of the good ones because let's be honest, a lot of the, like the similarities between board games is what matters for a lot of people. So they see, well, I like this kind of idea from this board game and this kind of idea from this board game, and usually like the best one hits a little bit of everything. Whereas your board game of the year might be very dedicated to one thing. Yeah. For instance, I like steampunk, so my board game of the year is going to be the steampunk board game or whatever you know. But it's cool because, I mean, all these board games, like you said, from what I can tell, look like the production quality is just through the roof. Yeah, they did an amazing job on all of them. So yeah. congratulations to the winner of the Dice Tower Awards. What about you, Sean? What was your favorite game of the year? Uh, my favorite game of these, I would have to live it, give it to uh, Architects of the West Kingdom. Yeah, okay. Vicky, have you played? Nope, I'm just going to say just one because it is awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it up to the game that, that's name I can't even remember uh, the, with the cool mind goggles. <laughs> the cool mind goggles. <laughs> uh, crime, uh, uh, Chronicles of Crime? Chronicles of Crime. Yes, of crime. there you go. Yay! Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I gotta give it up to Dice Tower for at least f- putting out this list just in time for our podcast. Shout out! Thanks, guys. Thank I know that's why you did it because you knew we were recording today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, God, you can't go wrong with any of those games. And to be quite honest, now, thanks, Josh and Sean, for putting twelve more games on my list that I have to play. <laughs> I board game. I thought we were gonna have enough time. I got through three three games, Vicky. It wasn't enough. There are twelve more now. They're multiplying. It's like the heads of the Gorgon. Or Hydra, not the Gorgon. Well, anyways, Josh, take us away. Play nice.